It is clear now that the events of the past week were nothing less than a deliberate, a coordinated, and a well-planned attack on our democracy. Yet, despite the widespread destruction, this attempted insurrection has failed. If it's an insurrection, then the insurrection must have a face. If it's an insurrection against government. If it is about a coup, the coup will also have a face. But none of those so far talk to that. We want to clarify that the position of government is that as articulated by the president of an attempt at an at insurrection in the country. I'm Catherine Rice, journalist for News24's multimedia department, and this is The Story. This week we'll be talking about what went wrong and what needs to happen to protect the lives and property of South Africans in the future. You're listening to The Story. It's a podcast by News24. We'll speak to journalists and experts about the week's biggest story. This is what we saw, heard and uncovered this week. We're talking to News24 Assistant Editor for In-Depth News, Peter Detoy. Thank you for joining us. Peter, there's been a lot of finger pointing between the military, state security and the police since the unrest. Can you tell us who is saying what and where you think the truth lies? Catherine, it's very difficult to discern what the truth is, A, and B, what what the government and the different government agencies and institutions believe the truth is. Uh, We've seen contradictions between the president and his minister of defense. We've seen conflict between the minister of police and the minister of state security. Uh, And now we've seen the centralization of all communications in regards to last week's uh, uh, attempted insurrection. Uh, and the centralization of communication in the presidency. So, you know, from a communications point of view, it's been an absolute dog show. We don't know what government actually believes happened. We don't know what they think happened. Um, and but what, what, what is very clear is that the ministers in the security cluster clearly are A, at each other's throats, and B, they are clearly out of their depth. Um, and, and, and that's something we'll get to. But but, but what we do know is what we saw in our, the, the ghastly images that News24 reported on last week, the images you saw on your television screens of, of rampant criminality and an absolute inability by the state to react to it, not only prevent it. I mean, you know, that's a, that's a whole different issue. Um, you know, the government security agencies were at sixes and sevens trying to, to identify what happened ahead of, uh, ahead of time. But even when, when, when this conflagration happened, when we saw large-scale looting, they were unable to react to it. So you're asking me what all the different parties are saying. They're saying a hell of a lot of different things, Catherine. Peter, I mean, there's really been very little information about the alleged instigators. What do we actually know about them so far? Well, th- those instigators that we, that we are aware of, those that have appeared in court, do seem like kind of peripheral figures. They don't seem like the, the, the sort of crew that you would imagine um, that has the wherewithal to plan a coup, a, a coup d'etat of a democratically elected government. Um, you know, the one, the one, the one, one of the instigators is a, is a former DJ at Ukozi FM who, you know, who, who's, who has strong allegiances and loyalty to Jacob Zuma. And then there's a, 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 a councillor from the Patriotic Alliance from Ikrule, you know, from East Rand. You know, and these are the type of people that, that shoot their mouths off on social media, but 
you know, that's not where that's not where the planning happens to overthrow the state or to create enough instability to create the environment uh, under which it's possible to overthrow the state. Um, and we're still trying to figure out exactly uh, who the masterminds behind this uh, are. Peter, um, initially Ramaphosa said the violence was ethnically based, but he's since backtracked on that, calling it an attempted insurrection. What was clear, though, was that police weren't able to handle the situation, as you already said, and neither did they appear to have been warned about what was coming. Based on our recent experiences, would you say that South Africa is close to becoming a failed state? That's a, that's a, that's a big call to make, Catherine, but it's something that, that I think we have to consider honestly and earnestly. The, 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 there's a contract between uh, a government, the state, and the citizenry. And the contract is that, that the citizenry will give the state absolute power in exchange for protection, in exchange for keeping them safe, and in exchange for creating a, an environment where everyone can, uh, can pursue happiness and can be whatever they want to be. The government is unable uh, to protect its citizens, it's unable to protect citizens' property, and it's unable to react to, to, to large-scale criminality. So I don't think we're a failed state yet, but we're going to have to give attention to the red lights that are clearly flashing a bright crimson on the route to becoming a failed state. So we're going to have to uh, earnestly investigate and interrogate that and try to turn things around while we still can. Last week was a disaster. It was a disaster for Cyril Mopoza's government. Um, you know, it, it showed up um, the, the damage that has been done to state institutions over the last nine years, the inability of security uh, institutions and forces like the police, the National Defense Force, intelligence agencies to react proactively uh, to, to, uh, to, to conflict like that. Um, and if, if, if there's a breakdown in trust between the citizenry and the state, um, then we are headed for trouble. Uh, we're not there yet but we need to be honest about it. Peter, I mean, South Africans in the violence hit areas were arming themselves due to the lack of that protection from the state. And there've been reports of racial profiling when people enter communities. Is this gonna stoke the flames of conflict in a country that remains racially divided? Let's hope it doesn't, Catherine, but you know, when, when you see in, in, in society, in, in, in fraught societies such as ours, societies that, are, that, that, that still deals with, um, uh, a, a traumatic past where there where, where fault lines often where economic fault lines often appear along racial lines um, and where there is a breakdown in trust between the citizenry and the state and where the state loses its legitimacy to police and patrol society then it creates a vacuum and then it creates space for populism it creates space for instigators and in a society like ours it will create space uh, for racial po polarization, and that's something that we need to to uh, to guard against with everything uh, that we can. So, 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 so the, the solution is uh, proper and efficient government, the creation of economic opportunities. And we need to try and 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 and, and minimize the wealth gap. We need to look at inequality, and we need, we need to look at poverty and unemployment. That's the only way. Um, you know, we can ensure harmony in society. But yes, uh, it was unpleasant what happened, um, but it will happen again unless we don't address the most pertinent issues facing us as a society. 
Peter, the violence started out as an orchestrated plot but morphed into criminal opportunism. It certainly exposed the fault lines in South Africa and certainly there is a risk, as you said, that this could happen again. What will government need to do to assure South Africans that they are in control of the situation, something they dismally failed at this time? Catherine, that's a very good question. I think the, the first thing that we need to do is, is visible uh, and, and, and prominent and, 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 and regular leadership. You know, we, we, we don't hear from, from our political leaders. They don't seem to be as consumed uh, by events as the rest of the country uh, seems to be. You know, they don't, they, they, there doesn't seem to be an urgency by the president and his ministers to address the most serious problems that we've got. Um, you know, the, 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 in, in 2019, there was an investigation done led by former Minister Sidney Mufamadi, uh, the so-called high-level panel investigation into the State Security Agency, which is responsible for the gathering of, of, of domestic and foreign intelligence. And the, and the report found that the, the, the SSA was, 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 was knee-deep in ANC internist and politics, um, and that it, it led to a failure of of, of, of functionality at the SSA. It was unable to fulfill the role uh, that it needs to. You know, it, it recommended uh, uh, serious and in-depth uh, uh, um, uh, 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 overhaul of the state security agency. It recommended that it needs to be depoliticized, that it needs to be professionalized, um, and that it needs to be redesigned, totally redesigned, to make sure that it's fit for purpose. Nothing happened. Nothing happened, and the SSA to this day rem remains mired in, in, in ANC faction fighting. Now, this has directly led to a failure of intelligence, which failed to predict last week's violence and insurrection and looting. We're not seeing the urgency from government to um, effect repairs to the police, to the intelligence agencies, to make sure that you know normal South Africans are safe, small business owners are safe. So, so I think the, the uncertainty that's created by poor and weak and indecisive leadership is, is a massive political problem. And that creates, um, that create, frankly, creates fear in, in, in the broader public. So the most important thing is visible and strong leadership uh, and an urgency to repair the police and to repair the intelligence services. Peter, do you think the minister's responsible for the for the personal safety and security of South Africans need to be replaced for, for failing all of us? Well, no doubt. I mean, uh, Becky Taylor has been, uh, it's, it's, he, he's, pre, he's a previous uh, commissioner of police. He was a political appointee. Uh, he's now minister of police. He's again a political appointee. You know, he is all, he's full of bluster and, 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 and bravado. But when it comes down to operational matters, he's not a policeman. He doesn't understand um, anything beyond ANC politics and what, uh, is needed to survive within the, the dark hallways of Latuli House. The same with the Minister of Defence, who has an appalling record as a Minister of Defence. I mean, uh, 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 at the beginning of the year, she lent an, uh, her private defence uh, jet to an ANC delegation to, 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 to visit Zana PF um, in Zimbabwe. She was the Minister of Defence when the Guptas landed at Vatikluk. You know, she's, she's totally out of her depth. She has contradicted the president and she absolutely needs to go. And then you've got the Minister of State Security, Ayanda Dorma, who is a, a known uh, uh, confidant and associate of, of Jacob Zuma, who is also hopelessly out of her depth. You know? so, so I absolutely think that they all need to go. But in this country, that won't happen. 
Well, let's hope it does, Peter. Thank you so much for your time. That was Peter DeToy, News24 Assistant Editor for In-Depth News. We are now joined by News24's parliamentary reporter, Jason Felix. Jason, the Joint Standing Committee on Defence called for coherence from government recently. The Defence Minister, Nosiviwe Mapisa Nkwakula, has contradicted the President and told the committee that it wasn't an insurrection. What has been happening in the corridors of power in terms of the mixed messages the public has been getting? Catherine, it's quite clear that uh, the cracks are deepening in, uh, in President Ramaphosa's security cluster. Um, the Defence Minister and the Minister of State, Intel- of State Security, which is basically our, our intelligence agency, uh, the two of them have been consistent in saying that uh, this was no insurrection, this was no attempt at overthrowing the government. There are several experts who have also said that this might not have been an attempt to overthrow the government, but this was certainly an attempt to destabilize the country. The president has, of course, said that this is an insurrection, and he maintains this, and that is the view of the government of the day. The defense minister is obviously going south in terms of, uh, in terms of this being an insurrection. Uh, we have been hearing that the defense minister and the president have been at loggerheads uh, on this issue. The defense minister firmly believes that this was not an insurrection. She has made some U-turn and, and now agrees with the government of the day and the cabinet that this was indeed an insurrection. We, we might not know exactly what is going on, but what we do know for a fact is that the cracks are deepening and there's, there's even instability within the cabinet with this different, with this varying views and different views, of course, and now it's playing out in the public, and of course that makes it even worse. Jason, the police minister Beke Kele has denied that police and intelligence acted too late. Will these contradictions expressed by ministers in the security cluster be addressed in Parliament? And most importantly, do you think any ministers will lose their jobs? Well, on, on the first question, Catherine, is that uh, Parliament is set to uh, set to launch, uh, well, establish an inquiry committee um, to look into the violence, and um, that inquiry will establish who was responsible for what and who gave information to who. So in ordinarily, the state security agency, which is comprised of several agencies like the National Intelligence Agency, the old secret service and all that kind of things, they would essentially have to give over these intelligence reports to the South African Police Service. And the South African Police Service, they will then have to act Accordingly, um, they can they, remember the South African Police Service has its own intelligence structure, which is called the Crime Intelligence Unit. Um, so all these all these matters will be dealt with uh, will be will be dealt with by Parliament. Whether any ministers will lose their jobs, um, we've been hearing for the last few months that a cabinet reshuffle is on the cards. Uh, we don't know when, um, but I highly doubt that any minister will lose his or her job. Um, um, coming out of this violence or with a, a lackluster response to the violence. Um, it's, we've had ministers before that have done worse things and uh, was voluntarily stepped aside, yeah. But uh, whether they'll be fired by the president, uh, that remains to be seen and I'm not confident of that. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jason. That was News24 parliamentary reporter Jason Felix. That's it. From us this week, I'm Catherine Rice and this episode was produced with the help of Bertram Malchas.